welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip the Block, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals, uh, mostly professionals, uh, that talk about law enforcement issues in the news, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and introduce the crew to you guys. If you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, uh, we have attorney and former federal prosecutor, Ward Mythaler, and also all retired this evening. We have Chief John Newman, Captain Brett Bartlett. Uh, we have Corporal David D. Gresta, Officer Andrea Casal, and we have producer Will Statzer. So I think that I got everybody there. And also a shout out to our sponsors. We have Gauls, uh, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, TAC-Tote.com, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping make the show happen. Let's go to our, our first update. We've got, you know, cops charged, fired, suspended, acquitted, and cleared. So really involving all those areas, we've got this information from Policetribune.com, PoliceOne.com, and PoliceMag.com. And so I'm just starting off. There's an interesting story with this. A deputy was justified for shooting a suspect in a North Dakota school of all places. So we're in a Mott, uh, North Dakota. So Henninger County Sheriff's Office, uh, the Sheriff of Sarah Warner, um, announced that on May 20th, prosecutors reviewed the North Dakota Bureau of Criminal Investigations investigation into this thing that happened April 21st, officer-involved shooting. They said the unnamed deputy will not face criminal charges, according to the Associated Press, which basically means that he's completely justified in what he did. Now, here's a quote from the sheriff saying the deputy exercised all de-escalation and lesser force options before resorting to the firearm discharge. Uh, but listen to what happened. This incident happened at the Mont Regent Public School uh, just before 3 p.m. on April the 21st. The uh, HCSO deputy responds to the school um, after getting a report of a disturbance taking place inside the building. He arrives. There's a 34-year-old named Jeffrey uh, Ray Glover who's re refusing to leave the premises. And Glover had gotten into a fight with his ex-wife's new boyfriend inside the school after he heard the new boyfriend had been added to the child's school contact list. And this was in the Grand Forks Herald. So Glover ignores the deputy's request to leave the school. They get into a, a, a physical uh, altercation, and so now the deputy's trying to handcuff him. The deputy deploys his taser twice during this fight. It had no effect on Glover. So Glover gets on top of the deputy at one point, puts him into a chokehold, and the, our deputy briefly loses consciousness. So the suspect allegedly was going for the deputy's secured knife when the deputy uh, feels himself losing consciousness for the second time. So he draws out his duty pistol. He fires his gun. He said that it was in defense of himself, the children, and the staff that were still present inside the school, and he shoots Glover, or bad guy, one time. Glover dies. And uh, and the uh, Glover's friend said that his son actually witnessed the fatal shooting. Uh, uh, that's unfortunate. That's about the only thing unfortunate about that shooting. I, I think any uh, any comments on that, but just kind of another example of what, what's going on in schools around the country. So if there's no comments on that, I will jump for our first video then. And I've only got a little uh, less than two minutes before we uh, take our next break. But we've got. Um, Traffic stop turns into a shootout between officers and a suspect. You don't have any idea on you? Here, why don't you do me a favor, take off the seatbelt and step out. Did you just hear me? Look at me. Take off your seatbelt. Are you requesting me? I'm telling you to take off your seatbelt and step out. Why don't we do this? Put your hands. All right.
So uh, this is in Houston. We got a lot of stuff from Houston. So newly released video shows a shootout between two officers and a suspect who pulled over, uh, or I guess who was pulled over during a traffic stop earlier this month. But of course, they end up where else but a gas station. Remember our gas station video from last week involving the taser and the gasoline? So we have dash cam and body cam videos that shows two Houston cops exchanging words with a suspect who's Jimmy Caston Bryan. He's wanted on an outstanding drug warrant, according to clicktohouston.com. And so the cop says, is that an ankle monitor? And the guy goes, yes, it is. And so the officer asks Brian for identification. He says he doesn't have any. So the cop tells Brian to take a seatbelt off and get out of the car. So our, our, our bad guy kind of freezes. So the cop says, again, I'm telling you, take off your seatbelt and step out. So seconds later, Brian opens up the car door. So the officer actually has his hand on the door as it opens. So I thought that the cop was opening it. They say the bad guy did. doesn't really matter. But then the shooting starts, and it strikes one officer identified as Officer Jay Sally in the pelvic area. And Sally had actually been on the passenger side looking through the window at the bad guy. But when our, our cops get ready to go 10-15 with the bad guy, our uh, backup officer walks around the front of the, the, uh, the truck and he's actually in front, standing pretty close to where our main officer is when the when the shooting goes down. So um, Officer Sally's hitting the pelvic area. I know we got a break. Look, I'll, I'll leave off here just for this break, and uh, we'll we'll pick this up in just one second. You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. Now, GunLearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning, and they've made it easy. GunLearn.com, it's the first and the only company to offer a step-by-step -step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist like Captain Brett Bartlett here. They provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy, and their training is approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that Leos need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. You can start today with online training or register to attend a live seminar. You can also get free training for yourself and the personnel of your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. Well, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. You know, so we've got this uh, shooting going down, and let's see, uh, yes, we're in Houston, so we're still in Texas. We haven't gone far. So we've got our uh, officer um, that is, um, you know, walking around from the side, from the passenger side of the vehicle. It's Officer Sally. And so he's he gets shot. He's expected to recover. And the second officer um, was not wounded. And that guy who who returned fire did everything, in my opinion, except jumping in the bed of the of the uh, pickup truck and, and and shooting our bad guy through the rear window. So officer struck Brian multiple times, and Brian's our bad guy. He's taken to the hospital in critical condition. So the Houston Police Department chief, it's Troy Finner, he tells ClickHouston.com uh, that Officer Sally's ballistic vest and flashlight may have saved his life. And uh, responding officers actually placed a, a tourniquet on our officer that was shot in order to stop the bleeding. So that's the way that went down. It's just a, a wild, wild video to watch. What do you think, Chief? David, what did he do? That dude stayed in the pocket, man. He went right to his butt, came up firing, stayed on the bad guy. I mean, he went, he went to one hand, Brad. He had one hand back here, just kept blasting with the right hand. That's survival mentality. That's about staying on the pocket, worrying about not just himself, but the other officer that's in the firefight, I, you know, I don't think tactically he did anything really egregious moving around to the other side of the car when they're getting ready to take him out. Yeah, I could have been better, but it wasn't horrible. But he's in the pocket, not just for himself, but he's also in the pocket because his, the partner, 
He's still engaged with a firefight with the bad guy. So he stayed on the bad guy. He stayed on target. They both of them did. You know, hope he recovers. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, both these both these guys were obviously um, had enough experience to, to understand what they were doing and what they were in. The, the response, the speed of their draws and their ability to return fire in that circumstance was admirable. I mean, there was no hesitation. There was no running. There was gun and, and, uh, and return fire. The problem with this, and Brett will back me up on this 100%, is that reaction, you're behind the, you're behind the eight ball at that point. Reaction never beats action. Hence, if you're going to pick it apart, these two guys are together. Um, they've got to know each other's abilities. Uh, the, the, the officer that got shot that, that was on the passenger side, I would have liked it for him to have stayed where he was. He had the door open. He's looking right at the guy through the truck going, yeah, brother, you put your hands in your pants. I'm going to blast you right here on this spot and allow his partner on the other side of the vehicle to do the physical aspect of putting the guy in handcuffs. It goes south, then you go again. But like what John said, it's not its not completely bad that he went around to help his partner to get in on the hands-on part of it. But again, the position that he put himself in over there was not optimal either. He was standing behind the door as it opened, so he could not see the bad guy's hands nor his waist or anything else below that, the level of the window. So it's those small things, those little teeny things, and I don't want to call it a teeny thing, but those small things that end up biting you, and in this case, it did. Now, again, they both did very well. They were both in tune with each other and both reacted immediately to the threat. But again, as I said, reaction loses to action every single time. Um, they both did very well beyond that, putting firepower onto the, onto the bad guy, but it's the little things that make the difference in stuff like this. But good job all around. Um, they, they stayed in it. That's for certain. Well, go ahead. We've got some open mics. We've got uh, the captain, the lieutenant, and Andrea. So go ahead, guys. We've got six minutes. Andrea, you go ahead. You haven't talked too much. I, I, I was just going to say real quick, I didn't love the fact that he had the door open and he was able, he had already said, man, I can't see what you're doing with your hands. So once he said that, and once he already saw that, I just kind of felt like he could have kept his eyes on him. I did think he did a good job, you know, after after he did get on the other side of the car, but I, I didn't want him to lose sight of, you know, what his hands were doing. He had already made it known that he couldn't see what he was doing. As soon as he closed that door, he lost that sight. And that's when the uh, bad guy took the, you know, the opportunity to go ahead and pull that firearm. And, and that's when he shot. So for me personally, I would like to have seen somebody else come in while they were going while they were, you know, take him into custody and then to have somebody, you know, have him stay on that side with his, with that door open and his eyes on his hands, just based on his comments alone. Well, Brett, she was looking right at you and she was wondering what, you know, he was doing with his hand. She couldn't see his hand. What did you do? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, you know, these little hands aren't dangerous. Uh, you know, everybody knows little <laughs> clown hands. Now what I watched, it, it, it was interesting to me is why the first officer fell. It looked and I've replayed it several times. Did he fall because his 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 body was overwhelmed by this action, or did he trip? And I really can't tell. I don't think it's because he was shot because that bullet that you know no bullet's going to knock a man backwards. It's physically impossible. So I think what's interesting here is is was he 
was his brain overwhelmed by the stimulus of the gun firing and it caused everything to shut down? Or did he try to back up and his feet caught? But I mean, he, he recovered very well once he hit the dirt. He didn't, you know, he whatever was going on, he certainly recovered. So good for him. I'm glad they're okay. Thank you. Lieutenant? He's not okay. Um, he may never ever, ever be able to use his leg again. Um, he's, uh, he's severely damaged. Uh, in fact, the wounded blue is, uh, is helping the family now. Um, we were actually go going to, uh, uh, work with the Houston police department to, uh, help him, um, on the, on June 10th, there's going to be a, uh, a, a fundraiser for that officer. So if you're in Houston area, um, look up that fundraiser and, uh, and donate to it. Uh, it doesn't, it, it, it's, it's, it's still up in the air, whether he will ever be able to use wow. his leg. Wow. So, uh, that's, I just wanted to give everybody that, you know, this is, this is why the wounded blue exists to help people like this. Yeah. Was not aware of that information, Lieutenant, for people who are watching the show and they, they're not familiar with the wounded blue. Can you give them a little bit more information and how they can get more information or even maybe even get involved if they want to? Sure. The, uh, the woundedblue.org is our website, the woundedblue.org. We, uh, we help injured and disabled officers across the country. I can tell you that uh, um, we are very, very busy. Uh, my entire team is made up of officers who have been shot, stabbed, beaten, run over, screwed up, and screwed over. We've helped uh, thousands of police officers across the nation, whether those injuries are physical or psychological and emotional. And we desperately need people who support law enforcement to get on that page, donate, whether it's five bucks or 25 bucks or whatever you can give. These men and women deserve to be um, given the opportunity to heal uh, both physically and emotionally and psychologically. And they need your help. So help us to help them. Thewoundedblue.org. Now, I know you've got, you've got, you know, merchandise, you've got shirts, you've got mugs, you've got things on your site too. That's right. And uh, don't you have an event coming up too, Lieutenant, that uh, I think you mentioned it last week, but. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, that we have a uh, golf tournament in St. Louis uh, this coming third, the third, excuse me, February 3rd in St. Louis. Uh, it's going to be a great, um, a great uh, time. Uh, we've got some amazing stuff. In fact, you guys will like this. We were just donated today from a company here in Vegas called Battlefield Vegas. That one of the things that were that don they donated to us is the ability to fire an Uzi, uh, AK-74, uh, a Glock, uh, an M an M4 rifle, and get this: how about a minigun and a Barrett 50 caliber weapon? Yeah. Well, man, I, I tell you, I've never heard of an AK-74, Brett, so, I mean, I can't wait to uh, fire one of those guys. <laughs> Chip, you never heard of an AK-74? It, it, was, it, it, was, it was designed in 1974, not the AK-47, it's AK-74. It's a smaller round. The 47 is 7.62 by 39. The AK-74 is a smaller round. You go ahead now. No, <laughs> that's why I love you, Brett. Yeah. Hey, but look, while you're, while you're talking, Brett, and thank, thanks, Lieutenant. Uh, hopefully you'll get some action at, at, at the Wounded Blue. Um, Captain, could you, could you uh, close this out on the uh, – on, on, we had FLG man just made a donation to the show. He's supporting us. So thank you uh, for that. And could you uh, say some words for us, please? I'm a you know, day. 
you know, the fact that we're sitting here talking openly, we're not being censored and we're not being shut down about topics that uh, may not be approved by the government or by some other entity is simply proof that those people that have died for us all these years past, it, it's all working out. So if we could, if we could see them face to face again, we could say, you know what, what you did mattered. And the fact that we're talking right here about controversial subjects without any problems is proof that, that it worked. Thank you to our sponsors and, uh, and our panelists for being here. Gauls, Guardian Lines Technologies, Gunlearn.com, MyMedicare.live, TAC-Tote.com, and also to Bang Energy for fueling us. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week.